What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Brazilian Point of View. My name is Ana, and today we have a special episode with a special guest. You've seen her here before. Today, I had Kirsty to talk about the association between mental health and social media. So last week, we talked about mental health as well. So I don't know. I thought that it would be interesting to kind of follow the topic for a little while, I believe that next week we will also remain on the topic, but with a different perspective. It will be a solo episode, which I'm really excited to record. But for this week's episode, it's kind of a two-part episode. So this is part one. Part two will be available on Kirsty's podcast, which is linked in the description. It's still not live on, on the day that this is going up. But it will be in a few days. She will let us know which day it will be up during the episode. So stay tuned for that. But honestly, it was a really good idea to just like kind of partner to talk about this. It was Kirsty's idea to make a two-part episode, which I really love the idea, honestly. And the conversation had a really nice flow. And it was really interesting to share the ideas on this association pretty much just because she is almost the same age as I am. She grew in a completely different country, yes, but the perspectives are pretty much the same. So it was really nice to chat to her about this. And we touched on very important topics that initially we wouldn't touch on, but um yeah, it was a very fun episode to record, and I really hope that you enjoy it. Before we get to that, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at the Brazilian POV Podcast. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. Hi, Kirsty. How are you? Hi, Anna. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming back to the podcast. I am very excited. And this time is like we kind of arranged something nice, like two part type of episode, which is like really exciting. I've never done this before, but I'm pretty sure like it's going to be a good one. Yeah, me too. I've actually never done it before either, but I've seen it done and I feel like it always is quite cool. So I figured why not give it a bash? And it's nice because I feel like We've done an episode now on each each other's podcast. We know each other a little bit more. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, definitely. I remember that I used to watch like YouTube videos that was kind of like two part and I would enjoy those so much. So like I never even thought about doing this like with the podcast, but like so good. Yeah, for sure. Especially like the truth or drink ones. I would always be like yeah. searching for part two. I'm like, I need to watch it now. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like I want more tea. Like <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know you who didn't listen to the episode that we recorded last time can we can you introduce yourself sure yeah so I'm Christy or Christy Taylor which is I suppose what I use often because my name's quite common so I tend to I tend to say both names um and I am 25 I'm from Scotland born and raised and I work in education at the moment and I'm currently trying to figure out 
um, what's happening after the summer with my life because it's like my first year in education and I need to figure out where I'm going next in terms of like jobs and searching for jobs. So I'm currently navigating that world, which has been very interesting because a full-time job interview is so different to a, to a part-time job interview. So that's been that's been an interesting experience. And uh, yeah, I have a podcast as well called Fancy Blather. So go and check it out. Perfect. So we kind of decided to do like this two-part Um, episodes on mental health and kind of like associated with social media because we were talking about like how it was so different back then and like these days it's just like ridiculously like the opposite even like I Mm -hmm. didn't even mention this before but my godson he turned three in November he got an iPad for his birthday I don't even own an iPad like what is like so different so yeah pretty much like in this first part of these two part piece episodes we're kind of going to talk about like growing up with social media and how it was for us because we're pretty much the same age so we kind of grew up like sort of free of social media and internet and Mm -hmm. it was like so good and so freeing and I have no idea how it is for kids these days to grow up with all of that baggage already mm-hmm. yeah no for sure I mean I like grew up climbing trees for fun like that, <laughs> yeah, was, that was how I spent that's how I spent every night like I used to I actually used to get to climb the same tree in my garden every day and get stuck up it every day and my dad would have to bring me down and then one day my dad was like you know what like I've had enough you can figure out your own way down and I did manage it took me a while we got there and that that was my that was how I had fun after school in primary so yeah it was like kind of crazy I feel because I think that kids these days they they kind of like leave childhood back like so much earlier in life as well like for me for example I played with dolls until I was like 14 and I see like 10 year olds these days they think that dolls are very lame so I don't know and and there's this whole situation as well like everyone like the kids and the teenagers they kind of want to look older and they kind of want to be like older and all of it and then suddenly like I see 15 year olds that look older than I look you know so it's this like hurry to grow up that definitely is an impact of social media like it can't be anything else yeah no for sure I think that the weirdest thing is like that they didn't go they don't seem to go through that phase that we all went through where we just like didn't know not know what we were doing with like makeup and things like that and you had that phase where you had like the orange face and like blue eyeshadow and they totally like had no clue fashion and that was like really fundamental though in like figuring out who you were and who you wanted to be and I feel like now they're just like born as like little influencers and yeah, I'm like I don't exactly get it. like everyone knows how to do everything how to dress how to do their makeup yeah. until these days I don't know how to do my makeup <laughs> but then like exactly. I can look back at pictures and I look ridiculous but it's just like it shows that I actually lived without the impact of social media that honestly it's mm-hmm. just like so so big and I feel like it's very sad 
for kids these days, but I'm honestly like super grateful that I grew apart from like all of this pressure because like it was good, good times. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. I think um, one of the things that really just stands out to me, like in education is how much like the children I work with talk about things that they see on like TikTok in particular and like discuss that so often or like bring that into the classroom so often and it's things that like I'm not even aware of because I'm not on it as like often as they are and it's just so bizarre to me that they know about all these things and they they know like they almost like know too much it's like there's no no hidden parts of the world which is also like quite problematic in many ways because there's also trauma that can come from that because there's certain things you're not supposed to emotionally understand until you're a certain age and go through an experience until you're in a place where your body and your brain is capable of that and like the children I work with are literally just having hormones for the first time and that's a pretty complicated experience and then seeing things about like what that that means in the future is not necessarily helpful and it can just scare them more and there yeah there's just this kind of obsession with TikTok and things like that And I sometimes wonder, like, do they ever, like, play? And I will say a lot of them do, like, play at the park and stuff like that. But I'm like, but do you always just want to, like, I I miss the days of, like, filming a video on your, like, video camera of you and your friends dancing because you want to watch it when you're older, not because you want, like, the rest of the world to see it. Like, that's that's why you should be making things because you want it, you want it as a memory, not because you want to get, like, a thousand likes. And they've heard children in my class as well like talking about followers and talking about these things and I'm like why do you care oh about my god nine like why does that matter like I don't ca- I don't even care about that mm-hmm. it's just like yeah it blows my mind no yeah I think that like back in the day back in the day that's like so old to say <laughs> but <laughs> things happen like more naturally like it was this natural pace of things happening you mm. were kind of like it was kind of good in this sense to be in your own bubble because you weren't so affected by other people's opinions and by yes what other people were doing and it's crazy because the other day I was like what did people do before like having their phones and social media and we've been through this but like particularly I can't even quite remember what I used to do And then honestly, I'm not even joking, like the day before yesterday, I literally deleted TikTok because I was like, this is taking up so much from my day that I don't Mm -hmm. feel like it's even worth it because I'm living like through other people and I'm forgetting to live my own life. And I think that the impact that this will have like for children and teenagers is gonna be like so huge because then they're gonna look back like what did you do like with your childhood teenage years oh I scroll like through TikTok like eight hours a day and like what do you have like from your own experience like people don't have their own experiences anymore and like you said if they do have they have them to go to social media and be like oh look at this experience that I had and not like just enjoy the moment and feel all the feelings at the moment but just to show to other people which is it's very depressing honestly yeah it's like when do you stop living vicariously through other people and start living for yourself 
and by yourself. Yeah. Like, I think that's something that is so crucial. And I think it's something that like is played into social media in many ways and is something that like is a problem for all ages. But I think it's particularly problematic to be doing that as a child because there's almost like an unawareness of it. Whereas obviously as an adult, you're more aware of it. But as a child, you don't recognize what you're taking away from yourself, perhaps until it's too late. Or if your parents are to like, quote unquote, like punish you or want you to come off of it, sometimes that might have the opposite effect and you want to go on it more because they say that you can't access it, even though it might be something you're grateful for in the future. No, 100%. And like, I think that it's crazy because like older people are always like, you young people are always on your phones, but Mm -hmm. then they're always on their phones as well. It's kind of like, they're not setting the example. I feel like the other day I was like waiting in the waiting room of like the doctor's office. And I was reading a book and every single like old person that was there, they were all on their phones. And I was like, isn't this curious? But <laughs> you think it's it's like no one lives their lives anymore, I think on a general base. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Like it's crazy if you think how much people don't even really live their lives anymore and they're just on their phones and suddenly our lives are online all the time because we barely enjoy things live anymore. Mm-hmm. And the thing that you said about like parents punishing children is like so true. And I was reading um, this book the other day that the mother, like she was like, oh, my son, he used to be like so happy and so cheerful. And he used to be like present all the time. And then he started chatting with his friends on his phone and like going on social media a lot. And then suddenly we don't even hear him laughing. Like he's just not present. He's not here. And then she talked to her son and he was like, you know what? I agree. Like, I'm so unhappy right now because I don't feel like I live. I don't enjoy things as much anymore. And then he decided to quit social media and then like everything's fine. But it's kind of like the fear of missing out as well yeah when you're not online because like everyone's online so how could you not be like what are you missing when you're not there yeah it's it's for sure a thing and I think also what is crucial and so good is that education in general are very strict with younger children on policies in terms of like not having your phone within the school like that is a rule you cannot have your phone out on school grounds And I don't even allow my children to be looking at their phone until they're like actually physically off the school grounds because we don't want to be involved in all the ins and outs of that for one and the complicated. I mean, if we have to be in terms of cyberbullying and things, of course we will be, but that technically isn't happening within school. So it's like a police issue, but it's also allows the children to live without devices. And yes, of course, like we use technology within lessons sometimes, but we don't use social media in our lessons. Like I've never played a TikTok video in my class. I guess I've played like YouTube videos, but educational videos, like I have never played like a YouTuber's video. Like I might have played like David Anbra, but that's not really the same thing. And I think that time is so crucial because obviously they get their break and their lunch outside and have socializing time. 
And that is time where they cannot have their phones. And even if they are discussing things from social media, at least they're doing that outside whilst they're playing. And I think that's so fundamental because I can imagine the children that don't go to school and do have access to technology, it would be so much worse because they wouldn't even get that time outdoors that is so crucial to their understanding of socializing in the real world and also the understanding themselves and understanding like the environment that we live in things change quite fast because I, w- I was like mm-hmm. thinking here that you were saying I graduated high school in 2013 and my sister she graduated high school like four years ago we're five years apart but then she mm-hmm. failed one year in school but uh, she would tell me like because I remember when I was in high school and during breaks like we didn't have this need of checking like Instagram and Instagram already existed we didn't have this need of checking social media not even Facebook or text Mm -hmm. friends that were outside of school we were just like chilling and talking and having fun if we took our phones out it was for taking pictures that were so spontaneous as well and it's so fun but then I remember my sister saying that on her breaks like she and her and her friends would get like their phones out to play games together I think my experience I graduated in um, 2014 so my experience was that like at the start of my high school career like social media was starting to become a thing but at that point it was like MSN and Bebo I don't even know if Bebo is a thing over there Bebo was no. like mass- no it was massive here it was kind of like pre-Facebook Facebook almost and it was massive and I had that on MSN and like first and second year of high school but I didn't have it on my phone I don't think I only remember ever using those on my computer because I remember being on MSN and having like a really old computer yeah. screen and you got like nudged by people but my computer screen was too old because it's supposed to like make your laptop vibrate or whatever but my computer is so old that it didn't do that so I was like well it doesn't do anything um so then that's when I so used it on the computer but that was only like in my evenings and it wasn't until probably like I want to say like fourth or fifth year probably like fourth fifth and sixth year which were like the three final years so like the middle point of my schooling where social media became like bigger and I remember having like my phone out a lot more and using it a lot more and kind of being more in that world I mean I didn't have like a great touch screen kind of phone until then anyway like I was kind of slow to that game and I didn't have an iPhone I until I left school I had like uh, androids that worked fine but it yeah it was like when Snapchat started to come in and Instagram became quite big and we became aware of them that it became more of a thing like I remember Snapchatting like during class being a massive thing and I remember it becoming so much more a part of our routine than it used to be but it was funny because I also because I was somebody who was very like into doing things because I played sports and I played like an instrument. So I had a lot of clubs that I went to. So I didn't have the same lunch experience as most people because I was typically at a club at lunch. So I was socializing in person, obviously like in, I'm not gonna lie in orchestra and stuff. It was a lot easier to take out your phone, like when you weren't playing, but in a sport, like you don't have that opportunity, which really benefited me. But I will say like in my final year of school, I didn't do a lot of those clubs anymore. And I did find like at lunchtime, you're kind of scrolling on your phone, sitting on your phone, posting Instagrams, taking a lot more photos than I've ever taken and probably will ever take since. 
And it was this weird kind of shift in culture where you didn't see it coming, but then it kind of hit you like a freight train and you were like, what is happening right now? Like there's so much going on and people's phones are everywhere. And there was like issues with people using their phones in class a lot more and like complaints and things like that. And then like people like potentially like taking a photo of a teacher and things like that. Not that that was something I personally ever engaged in, but it became a lot harder. And then uni obviously was where it, where it became like massive. But I think like my last year for sure was where I started to notice a big shift. No, yeah, 100%. And like the impact on so many other things and like situations that this had, like, because mm-hmm. I was thinking I was, I got into college like 2015 and Uber wasn't a thing, at least here Never. in Brazil. So to, and my school was kind of far from my house. So I would have to either get like two buses or I would have to like walk like a really nice path until I would get to the nearest mall to get the bus there. And then I would get to, I would need to walk more home. And like mm-hmm. my sister, she honestly was just like, oh, get an Uber. And I was like, that's crazy. Cause just like a few years ago, there was an Uber. Yeah, exactly. Like, your whole life is on your phone right now. But uh, like you were saying, like sports, I don't know how kids are today with sports, but I have the feeling that they are kind of, they, they don't really, they're, they're not really feeling sports anymore. They're not like, it's not just like this huge part in their lives anymore. And they are just jumping into going to the gym and CrossFit and all of this. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because of, it's all of social media because they don't see like, cool guys with like nice bodies like the guys at least um playing sports they see them like going to the gym every day and all of it and there's this very specific time in my gym I think it's like 6 p.m that it's like like so many kids like kids kids like teenagers like 14 years old 12 and I'm like what are you doing like go down there in the core like play basketball like do something but they're just there already and there's like this study that I don't know how conclusive it is I don't know what it is but if kids kind of like start going to the gym instead of like playing sports quite Mm -hmm. early on they don't really grow in height and Mm -hmm. it's quite funny because there was this guy from my school that he went to the gym quite early and now he's very very short so I mean what also like what are these grown-ups doing as well like put your kids in sports no don't allow them to go to the gym like take their phones off of them like say go play because honestly there's like so much I mean it's like the social aspect as well right yeah because going to the gym unless you're going to a class which is obviously different than like going to the gym is not a social experience like you don't go to the gym like you might have a gym buddy of course but like typically you go to the gym to do your own workout and do your own thing by yourself the entire time that is the point and I will actually say that I started going to the gym in my final year of school and I stopped playing as much sport for a while and was using the gym more and I can almost guarantee that was probably the impact on social media and I was doing these like core workouts in the morning and stuff because I was seeing them on Instagram and things like that 
that I never dreamed of doing before. And I was perfectly fit. I was playing like two different sports. So I think I was good, but I was, and I enjoyed them, but I convinced myself that I needed to be going to the gym, that that was like the thing that you had to do now. And I prefer gym class personally anyway. Like I prefer being social when I'm exercising because it's like a camaraderie that you don't get when you're by yourself at a gym and you're just staring and you're like, it takes off the pressure of feeling like in my personal opinion, I know some people get freaked out that people are watching them in a class, but I think in a class, people are more focused on themselves than they are at a gym where there's more time for your mind to wander because they're all focused on the instructor in the class. But when you're doing your own workout, there's more time to just kind of stare in a mirror when you're doing a treadmill. So you're naturally going to notice people more. So yeah, I totally agree. I think it's a massive, it's a massive loss because socially, I think I figured out like how to make friends and how to have conversations. And so much of like my social skills came particularly from sports because team skills are a massive part of how you succeed in sports, even in individual sports. If you go to a club and train, then you are naturally going to have social skills within that setting because you don't have a choice. But obviously in a team sport, you have even more opportunities to do that and you have to learn how to be a team player, which is so beneficial in your future life that, that are experiences you don't, you don't get at a gym. No. Yeah. 100%. And like sports have like playing sports have like so many benefits. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And to think that these teenagers, like teenage years are like key years in one's life. (laughs) Like it, it, they shape the whole person like for many, many years. And then to think that these kids are like skipping playing sports to be cool and go to the gym. Honestly, there are like tiny little packs like of 12 year olds in my gym. But honestly, they could like just like, I don't know, go downstairs and play with like volleyball, like whatever, like they have the numbers, you know, this is what I mean. But it's, I don't know, like, it's mind-blowing for me. Like, I get very sad and it bothers me like crazy when I go at this time. And this is like a huge part of why I hate going at this time to my gym. Because it really bothers me seeing those kids there. They're not supposed to be there. Gyms shouldn't be for teenagers, especially in the early teenage years, honestly. It feels That's kind of one, of one of the things that that's funny is that you also notice things more as being like oh that's so nice that you didn't before like I know like some kids from like somebody else's class they like go for ice cream every Monday all together I'm like that's so nice they all just go to the same ice cream shop every Monday to chat and to have ice cream and catch up and I'm like that's so amazing that they do that every week and it's like a social thing that they're doing and I don't like I don't know if they have their phones there or not but at least they are making the effort to be together, which I think is amazing because I feel like it's so much harder to come across that nowadays. Whereas when we were growing up, like you always went to the park after school. You like to uh, to phone my friend if I wanted to hang out. I had to phone their house number. Like we did not own a mobile. I was yes. not given a mobile until high school. <laughs> I still know my like my childhood friends' house numbers because you had no other choice. And you always had to be home by like a set time and you get given a watch and that was like a, a responsibility moment, but you just like, I don't even know what you did. You just play games. Like you just use your imagination or you chatted. Like you probably had some incredibly 
foundational and important conversations in those years of your life where you learned new things from people that you were friends with because you all have different life experiences and I just feel like now not even just children but everyone does not do that enough anymore like we don't just Mm -hmm. take the time to chat which is why I appreciate so much people that like go out for social events and like put just maybe use their phone for directions and then put their phone away for the whole time because that is so fundamental there's nothing worse than like being with someone who's on their phone constantly like what's the point yeah no same like I always notice this as well and you know what's funny this is like one of my things like when I go on dates because like Mm. I always notice this like if the guy keeps their hit like his phone at the table I already look and I'm like yes yeah I don't like this but if they keep that away and I'm like oh this is nice this is like a really good thing props to you yeah exactly yeah and this is like I've I don't think I noticed how much like we were influenced because I'm like the same thing like I really like to meet my friends and this makes like such difference for me I really like to meet people just texting all the time I don't feel like it's enough I feel like I need more and then I have this friend like she has like the biggest issues and actually getting going out getting her to go out and like I get so mad at her for this and like literally if she's listening to this she knows who she is but it makes a difference for me I think that this has like a huge impact because like if you think about it human beings were made to actually have like a community basis situation and like contact and like let's talk but like let's look at each other like live and talk it's not like just texting this is no way to live life honestly yes that's why I'm more of a I'm also more of a if it's like somebody who I can't physically see because we live like far away from each other in terms of like countries away from each other then I'm more of like a a phone call gal like doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. have to be a video call like because sometimes it's nice to have a phone call so if you have stuff you need to like do with your hands at the same time but can still be engaged but I'm way more of a phone call person if I want to catch up with someone and I don't have the choice in person but I yeah I used to use messaging like obviously when I was younger all the time like group chats would be going off all the time and you constantly be messaging each other there's this addiction to this constant like alert 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 thing and being constantly on it and now I rarely message people unless it's to meet up because I just don't see the benefit and I don't have the time quite frankly I would rather spend that time doing something in my real life and of course it's different with like my friends abroad but I would rather message them and be like hey just wanted to check in and see how you're doing if you're around like we should set up a call and then just a quick back and forth just so you know that I like I'm here for them still and care for them is fine but I can't do the long conversations and that is one of the hardest things I find about online dating right now is you can go months speaking to someone and I feel like geez like is anyone going to make a plan So I'm literally been talking to somebody for months and we're finally like doing something. But I feel like I don't know what I'm going to talk about on the date. And we've all also like the communication has kind of fizzled now because we've got nothing left to say. And it's hard because it's like because I don't live in the same place as them. I had to make a date in the future to do it, which is harder. But that's the thing I've found nowadays is that nobody wants to make the plans. Like it's constantly messaging, but nobody's actually initiating anything. And you're just going back and forth. And I've had so many online dating situations 
where I've messaged for like five months and we've never met each other. And I'm like, this is stupid. And I'm just as bad at it as them, obviously, because I'm allowing it. But it's like, why, why are we doing this? Like, this, is, this doesn't work. No, sure. It's like a comfort zone. And uh, I wonder, because we have this, but we kind of like, we already, ha- we had like this time in our lives that we didn't have like so much of the impact of social media and it was mm-hmm. and everything. But I wonder how it is for kids and teenagers these days, honestly, like how, what social skills will they have? What real perception of the world will they have? And what expectations, how do they think that life is? Because life in social media, like, let's be honest, like, it's wonderful, but it's just not the reality. And if you think that like, oh, no, I'm pretty sure like that, that person's life is like this. No, just take a look at yourself. Because if you look at like your own Instagram is like, oh, my life looks amazing. But I remember that day I got dumped, you know, like, or like you have like six months where you post nothing. Yeah. And that's when you're like, that must have been a crap time in my life because I was not posting anything. So I must have been going through it right now. (laughs) Yeah. So like, I, I don't know. I think that the impact of social media plus the pandemic, yes. I, I don't think I'm even like excited to see what this kids and teenagers lives will be in the future. I don't know. Like, I think that with impact of social media was very big on adults as well. And they themselves, like they don't know how to put boundaries onto these kids so yeah I, I I honestly have no clue how that will be I I really my biggest concern is for for the mental health of the the children that are that are existing in this world right now for those two reasons exactly and I feel that in education there's this massive pressure to try and help them in any way you can because I can recognize that this time that we are going through mm-hmm. is so hard for both of those reasons, but it's incredibly difficult as well because I'm also navigating this world. Although I'm navigating it from a completely different perspective, I don't have all the answers and that's part of the problem, but I, I, am, I am 100% certain that there will be a lot of therapy needed as these children age. Sure. And I think a massive focus in education right now is the emotional awareness of these children because they're having to be so emotionally aware because there's so much anxiety caused by social media and caused by like being addicted to social media and especially when you don't understand that this is this is not this person's life when you don't when you're taking it at face value and you're not recognizing right okay this is like I am currently comparing myself to the the outward version of this person but I'm comparing my inward self to this which is not it's not a fair comparison but until you have lived enough life and experience to recognize that and to have figured out who you are and no I'm not going to say that you ever fully figure that out but you have way more of an awareness at the age of 25 as I did certainly at the age of nine I had no idea like I was my parents are my in charge of me. You know what I mean? Like they were responsible for my safety. I had no control over like 
things happening with my body. And I, that was very confusing time for me. And I just cannot imagine how much more difficult that would be on social media. Like I have children say to me like, oh, I have anxiety and stuff like that. That is becoming more and more common at a younger age. That, and it's partly it's because of the destigmatization, which is an incredibly wonderful thing, but partly it's because mental health is being so impacted by this world and it's becoming so apparent in children that it's becoming like extremely difficult to figure out how do we help these? How do we help these children navigate this whilst also navigating it ourselves? So I do, I do worry about the mental health and I just hope that we continue to acknowledge and recognize it and handle it as, as it comes. I think this generation are incredibly intelligent in many ways and they are incredibly aware as a generation and almost too aware, but that might be an advantage in the future. But I do really worry about like the emotional side of things. 100%. Like this is what I was going to say. Like kids are getting anxiety way younger and you yes. know what could solve this? Sports. But kids aren't playing sports anymore. So it's like a very sad perspective on that. And like you said, like how are these kids going to get to know themselves? How they're going to know who they are if they're 100% like seeing lives on social media and they want mm -hmm. to base their lives on that so um, honestly yeah it's a very tricky situation and I think that schools can only do so much because if schools like impose this but their parents the kids parents are not doing anything like it's just not going to work has to be exactly. a two-way street and uh, it's always been but I don't know, suddenly the parents just like want the school to handle everything, but school can only do honestly so much for the kids' education. But yeah, I think we can wrap this up part one here and then we for can sure. go to part two on your podcast. Everyone make sure to check it out. It's going to come very soon. And yes, it will be out very soon. Yes. And before we go, do you have recommendation of a book, TV show or movie for this week? Ooh, um, I have been, I've just started reading. Well, I don't really know if I like it. So maybe you won't give us a recommendation. I have, this is what I have been liking. Um, I have been reading this poetry book called, oh, I'm going to forget the girl's name, Milk and Honey. She's really well Oh, Rupi Carr. I love this book. Yeah. I've been reading her poetry book for the first time and I am loving it. So I will give that as a recommendation. I'm obsessed. I have already read half of it in one night. I'm reading the other half tonight and I'm sure I will be reading it many, many times in the future. So that is one mm -hmm. I will recommend. Yeah, no, Milk and Honey is absolutely gorgeous. I always take it to read it again. And I have like my favorite poems and everything. It's just like amazing. Yeah, just so incredibly written at the illustrations and how she kind of meshes the whole book together. Just so, so well done. And it's so impressive that it's all, all done by the same person. So, well, thank you so much for coming here to the podcast once again. Part two will be at... You're listening to this on Tuesday and part two will be out on the Monday coming. So you do have a little bit of a wait, but it's not too long. So, so you have to like, it's like when you're watching a TV show and you're waiting the next week for the next episode, that's basically what it's like. So, so you'll have to just hold your breath. 
<laughs> no, it's perfect. It's not even that long. It's not even one week. It's it's good. Good timing. Exactly. <laughs> so that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. And please remember to find part two next Monday. Let me see which the date specifically is. So April 4th on Christie's podcast. I will be linking it in the description as well as all of her social media. And yeah, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope to see you back here next week. Bye everyone.